1: What is going on guys? Welcome into the Blitz podcast and we have officially jumped into the top five today in our power rankings and we are going at number five with the Baltimore Ravens and for that we have a very special guest in Caden Q's we've had him on once before this was like pre YouTube era It was a very long time ago. Um, but is probably the biggest Ravens fan I know, knows just as much about the team as anybody that I know. And this is an episode I've had circled for a while. It's been an episode I'm excited about because, obviously, you know, if you've watched any episode, you know that I'm a Steelers fan, but I'm ex- as excited about the Ravens as I am about any team in the NFL. I think that they're, you know, I have them at fourth. They come in at fifth here. Um, that may be a little bit higher than consensus, but, Caden, glad to have you on. How are we doing?
0: Mm-hmm. I'm doing good. Happy to have a fellow Ravens fan with me.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah, it it does kind of suck because, like, they are easily my most hated sports franchise, you know, in all of sports. And they have, like, one of my favorite players in the NFL in Lamar Jackson. And, you know, one of my favorite rookies as well that we'll talk about in a little bit. But for right now, let's jump into the quarterback position where things could have been a lot more bleak here uh a couple looking back a couple months ago the whole lamar jackson contract saga where we had the trade request was it a it was a fake agent like calling teams yeah. and stuff like yeah. that that whole thing yeah. we had the trade request funny.
0: he the, he uh, had some other thing going on, on on another team i think it was the, with the dolphins or something but he was an agent for some other person mm-hmm. on another team
1: well and then it, it was, was hilarious like, all like a publicity stunt of like to like sell like i can't even remember what it was but then he requests the trade, then the Ravens place that franchise tag on him where it's the non-exclusive tag where he can sign anywhere, But they the Ra- and then the Ravens have a chance to match it. Nobody ended up making any offers to a lot of people's surprise, and then Lamar comes back here for, at least for a few weeks, the most money uh, in NFL history, and like I like said, for a while it kind of felt like it wasn't going to happen. I was like, finally, Look, no, okay, it's over. Okay.
0: For a while... You thought it wasn't gonna happen.
1: I think a Do lot of You remember
0: of the, the entire time I told you he's not going yeah, anywhere. You told me. The whole that doesn't time. mean that
1: everybody else I think most people kind <laughs> of thought, you know, with all the turmoil, the trade request, all that, it did kind of feel like he, you know, he was unhappy in Baltimore for the first time in a long time. Like I remember telling you when the trade request came through that the difference between before and after the trade request was before it was look we can't find the right number and we're just not matching up contractually whereas now it's like I don't want to be here anymore like we've gotten to the point now where this can't be fixed obviously it was fixed and you're very happy about that but now that he's here you are getting one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL when he's healthy we have him ranked at 6th and I mean I'm just going to kick it to you I mean do you think 6th is fair or are you I mean, obviously, you're much more excited about having Lamar here than not having Lamar here, but what are your thoughts? Six is
0: fair. I mean, I don't know who's above him. Who else do you have who's so top five?
1: revealed, we have Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. If you do some math on the teams that are remaining. I'm assuming
0: Joe Burrow and Mahomes and, well, Aaron Rodgers, maybe?
1: Aaron Rodgers has been revealed. He's at seventh.
0: So, who's the other one?
1: Think of the best you gotta, in the NFL. You got
0: you to gotta tell me.
1: I can't reveal oh, Jalen, it, dude. Okay,
0: Okay, okay. You don't have Jalen Hurts' problem, do you? Dude. He's not
1: tw- I'll tell you this. He's, Jalen Hurts is not 26th, which is the other remaining spot. Jesus, man. All right, let's take a look. Let's take a look at where everybody else had him. I would take this back if I did it again. I don't know why I had this like this. I had Jalen Hurts one spot in front of Lamar. I don't know why I did that. In fact, honestly, I had Jalen Hurts at fourth. I would have probably put him at sixth or maybe even seventh. Um, Kane had Jalen Hurts two spots in front of Lamar. Mitchell had Jalen Hurts one spot in front of Lamar. And Tyler had Jalen Hurts two spots in front of Lamar. So consensus. Well, Tyler hates the Ravens in every single way imaginable. Ah, and Kane. He hates the Ravens. Maybe Kane does. I think Kane does a little bit. Tyler has. Okay, so, and then we'll, just for the sake of it, we're already here. And you already know what the ranking is. I had the Ravens at fourth. Kane had the Ravens at fourth. Um, Mitchell had the Ravens at eleventh, and then Tyler had them at eighth. He had Mitchell had the Seahawks in front, the Cowboys in front, Niners, Jets, Dolphins, Chargers, uh, just to name a few. Definitely think that's interesting. We'll probably talk about that a little bit more when we wrap up here. But like, so the one thing that is. honestly a little bit the most optimistic is now you have the playmakers and you also have a new offensive coordinator uh, to help promote a more pass happy offense here. Do you think that you know with the like the whole deep ball narrative or the outside the numbers narrative rather like I did some looking at his uh, like the little passing heat maps and like where he's the most accurate. It was actually all down the field. He was either right at average or really far below average Uh, but like right in the middle of the field. He's above average by a good bit. So I think – do you think the outside the numbers narrative is unfair? I'm, I know we've argued about this like a hundred times. It's, I don't know.
0: If you would have asked me this last season, I would have said probably not. But I have been watching the uh, live stream practices. And, you know, whenever they take a deep shot down the down down to the sideline, it's he doesn't hit it that often. Like it's – Kind of like maybe like a sub fifty percent accuracy rate. So I'm I'm a little worried about that, but I'm not that worried just because it's a new offense and it's training camp. So I I have I, I think I'll fix it and it'll be fine by the time the season starts. But it's not completely unfair.
1: Yeah, I I think I agree. It's not completely unfair, but like Obviously the the Lamar B like the whole thing with that I think that obviously goes a little bit too far because I think you know if you take away his running he's really not like the worst passer in the NFL he's obviously not at like a top 5 level or anything like that where he is with his running ability but just the combination of the two obviously makes him the player that he is i think that he is the best rushing threat as a quarterback in the nfl so and like you're you're not going to get any better than that as far as rushing running the ball i mean you have guys like justin fields and like uh jalen hurts i think like all the people comparing justin fields to lamar as a runner are insane i don't I don't see that at okay all. well
0: i mean he has i don't he, do you think he has more straight line speed I I do think Lamar has lost a step in the last couple of years. And
1: that's the other thing is like when he was coming out. He's he's still shifty, but I I don't think
0: he's as fast.
1: Well, and the other thing is like I haven't like – whenever I think of Lamar running, I think of that Bengals game where he like got free and he hit that spin move. And I like think that there's zero players in the NFL currently that could like elude all of those tackles consecutively and do that. Like, I think Lamar Jackson, obviously, it's a little different because he's a quarterback and he gets a little bit more open space. But I think Lamar is, like, one of the four or five hardest-to-tackle players in open field in the entire NFL, regardless of position, running back, wide receiver, whatever. Like, Lamar is that elusive and that quick. I never saw, like, blazing speed with fields it I just kind of always saw him like, oh, look, he's now like just big, these big runs would happen. But he had like multiple games in a row where he had like 50 plus yard runs. Yeah. And stuff it was like insane. That. Like he went on that big run and he, you know, just as far as gamely totals as well, he went on like a four or five game stretch where he ran for over a hundred yards. But I still think Lamar is a better runner than him. You know, like also like the Anthony Richardson stuff is kind of like the cons are there. I see more like Cam Newton style just because he's bigger Um, Yeah, then Lamar. But like Lamar is about as good as it's going to get if you're talking about a running quarterback. So you obviously you're very excited about having Lamar here at quarterback and you're even more excited about these playmakers now because of how poor I know I'm not I'm not used to it at all. Because of how how poor they've been recently, especially at the wide receiver position. You go and make big upgrades this offseason, namely Odell Beckham Jr. on a one year deal. You bring in Zay Flowers, the first round pick, who you and I are both like maybe even insanely high on. Um, you also have Rashad Bateman here as maybe well. Maybe a little
0: too high, but that's fine. Maybe a
1: little bit. Uh, another former first round pick from three years ago now. Two, three years ago, right?
0: Yeah, this is third yeah. year.
1: Yeah, this is year three. So, uh, He's struggled a little bit with injuries and stuff, so you're hoping you can get him back to full strength. Another guy struggled with injuries, J.K. Dobbins, second-round pick in 2020. You really hope you can get him back to full strength as well. Then you have one of the two or three best tight ends in the NFL in Mark Andrews, who, like especially if you're talking fantasy, I think obviously takes a step back this year because there's just – Going to be while there is more passing volume going on, it's not going to be hyper targeted towards Mark Andrews like it has been in previous years. Where yeah. you know wide Mark receivers Mark Andrews
0: does worry me a, a, a tiny bit because if you if you hear all the stuff coming out of training camp, he sounds upset. Really, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the scheme or Lamar. I don't I don't know what it is. He just doesn't he doesn't sound like he, like you saw with the Washington practice. He body slammed a dude. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know where that's coming from, but I don't know. I feel, I feel like he's not gonna have, you know, the season that we're expecting of him.
1: Well, yeah, and I'm like he's been the, you know, quasi wide receiver one here for the last two or three years because there hasn't been that guy, to at what at the actual wide receiver position to play that and. His targets, I'm almost certain, are going to take a hit. Even if they throw the ball, you know, 20%, 30% more than they did last year, you now have, as long as they're healthy, you have three options on the outside. Whereas in years past, they've had like zero. Don't
0: don't forget about Isaiah Likely.
1: Yeah. And you've also got Isaiah Likely. Isaiah Likely is really good. We don't have the fantasy right up here, but Kane did that. And he even said, like, made kind of a lot of the same points of, you know, the wide receivers. Emerging here plus Isaiah likely behind him, you know, this could be like a almost a recipe for disaster for Mark Andrews A lot of the things around him are getting better and while he's still at the top like I still think he's the best playmaker here He's just not going to be able to produce at the same level as he did in years past and that's because of this wide receiver room, you know Zay Flowers, our guy, like Zay Flowers is
0: going to be so good
1: could, Could emerge as the wide receiver one here in oh my god dare i say it a a, a st- stacked wide receiver room Dare i say it? <laughs> i like um, to hear
0: that i like to hear it
1: and honestly i think not to like jump on those guys but more so because i think that both of those guys missed a few games throughout the course of the year between odell and rashad bateman neither one of them have played a full season in a very long time i actually i, don't know, I feel like
0: one. i feel like i really do think Odell's going to play more games than you think and he's gonna he's i think he's gonna be better than you think like look I, I, I was watching i was watching a podcast with uh marlon humphrey and he said that like during like the first couple weeks it felt like he odell was taking it easy on him and marlon was like this guy's not doing anything what are we paying for and, but then apparently he stepped it up and he's like blown away at how good he looks and i do think that i do think that's fair i think dude i I'm telling you, well, he think, looks yeah, faster. A health, a so like for Odell. a guy, for a guy that's tearing his a- torn his ACL twice, he is really, he's still really fast.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm gonna want to see it week. I'm gonna want to see it week one because Odell's always been smooth and he's always been fast. But the concern has been you know, you tear your ACL twice, usually you're gonna lose a step. I mean, we talked about that with Lamar and he hasn't had anything near the severity of injuries that Odell has had. So again, like I'm gonna wanna see it week one, at least for a few weeks, see him. I think he's also like, even though he's had a year off, I think he's gonna need some time to get up to NFL speed again. It's been a while for him. So like, I don't think he's gonna come out the gates, you know, lighten it up for eight or 10, eight or nine catches. I just – I think it's going to take some time, but if you Oh, got yeah, I don't think really well. anyone
0: expects that out of – we don't really need that from him because Rashad yeah. Bateman – I mean, I said it when we first drafted Zay Flowers. I thought Rashad Bateman was still the best receiver on the roster out of all three of them. Is I don't know about that now just because <laughs> Zay Flowers is ridiculous. I think,
1: I think that Bateman projects better as a two just like long-term here. I think he projects better as a two and Zay Flowers as your one because Odell obviously not going to be here long term. One year deal. He's even talked about saying that he's playing this season as if it was his last. So, you know, even if you get one more year out of him long term, he's not going to be here. But these two should be here long term. And I just think Bateman's skill set projects better as a number two, especially if you can get number one production out of Zay Flowers. You know, I like I think Bateman's good. I've been targeting him in all my fantasy drafts because of how low, at least on sleeper, at least how low his ADP is. Like there's zero players that were drafted in the first round that are in this good of an offense that could very well emerge as the wide receiver one going that late. So like Bateman is a target for me. Um, I actually, in one of my leagues drafted both safe flowers and Rashad Bateman, which I never thought I'd say I drafted one, but two wide receivers (laughs) from the Ravens in the same draft. Um, don't really know how that's going to work out for me. I think See, my plan is just I to have would, one of them work out. Like,
0: okay, when you say Bateman projects as a number one, or I mean as a number two, more. Do you mean like a X receiver well, or a slot guy? Like, because the X receiver Zach is typically your slot? number one, because he's not going to be on the outside at least not your one.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean, I'm, I'm
0: saying. I, I think I think I I think he can beat press coverage a, at least. To get by, but I don't, I don't think he's going to do it consistently year one. Yeah. So I mean, Zay Flowers might get he might get more volume, but I don't really think that makes him the one.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of that- the thing. Is long term, I think Zay could become the one. Like once Odell is gone, and you don't have a primitive receiver again, you find a slot receiver, and you move Zay outside. He builds some strength a little bit, so he can beat a little bit more press and stuff like that. But I don't know. I just feel like Bateman. I I don't feel good about them as if he's the one I feel a lot better if he's the two
0: yeah but if Odell is Odell then yeah,
1: and th- then that, that yeah, neither one of
0: them has to be the one
1: and even if you get like Rams Odell I mean I-, I think it's been a long time now Odell was terrible no, i think, I think I think
0: we're, I, th- I think he's gonna be better than Rams Odell I really do well
1: if you get somebody because like
0: he he wasn't that good with the I, mean, I mean he was he was, like, he he was, a was, was a touchdown
1: for like solid. Three, four straight weeks yeah, I mean, but he, know that he
0: he scored touchdowns, but he didn't like he didn't get rack up a ton of catches for a ton of yards. But you know, he looked you you saw flashes of Odell throughout what his time on the rims. And that's in an offense with Cooper Cup. In an, in an offense where the number two receiver really doesn't get any volume, and he was still doing at least something. So I do think Odell's gonna be pretty good this year.
1: And then we have to address the elephant in the room, and that is J.K. Dobbins. Look, we were both very high on Zay Flowers, and like we're in step about how good we the, think he's going to be. polar opposites and <laughs> on, we JK be on J.K. Dobbins. I just – I don't see it. Me and you have gone back and forth 100 times about if he's injury-prone or not. I think it's one injury. I'm, it's just – it's one injury. <sighs> one long-lasting injury. I don't even know if, like, healthy J.K. Dobbins is really that good of a running back. There's, like, we love to do this thing where we'll be like, all right, do we want to play the game? Where we're like, okay, he's a top 10 running back. But then when you list 10 running backs, you realize, oh, maybe he's not that good. Like, that's kind of my thing with J.K. Dobbins, and that's kind of my thing with a lot of running backs and receivers in the NFL. It's just there's so many good running backs. Like, J.K. Dobbins could be a good running back and could put up good numbers here in Baltimore. This is a team that's going to let running backs produce maybe not one running back specifically but we do have a change in offensive coordinator here so maybe that changes as well but i just again if you start listing down the running backs there's not too many guys that i'm taking jk dobbins over that are starting in the nfl right now
0: well i mean okay jk jk dobbins has an extreme amount of talent he's like he's very very good with the ball in his hands you might not think it but i i know it i know it but um the scheme change that we're going to be going through this year is i don't know what i don't know what to expect from him because Greg Roman ran i think like 96% power gap plays when he, when running the ball and Todd Munkin ran that exact same split pretty much but as zone running plays so i don't really know how to expect the running backs to look. I don't really know how to expect the offensive line to look. I think Linderbaum is going to be better just because of that and get him out in space more. But I don't know about the other guys too much. And I just don't know how that's going to affect the read option game. So it's going to be interesting to watch for sure. I think Justice Hill is going to have a much bigger role than, exp- than people think mm-hmm. just because I think he's probably a better – Zone running back than Gus Edwards is. Yeah, but that'll and be like, interesting.
1: Like I said, with like the the when you start naming the running backs thing, like J.K. Dobbins graded out as a um, with a seventy six point two, which for almost every position in the NFL, like that's very good. That's well, thirty. Look at what's his rushing grade backs? though. What's his rushing grade? Um, I find with that? half a leg missing. That's much. the other thing is he did play he did play with half a leg, so that's why it's kind of, I mean it's I want to say, I'm pretty so it's sure it's is, a little bit higher yeah I don't know what that so, ranks I can't seem to find that for whatever reason but um like I said like that's an average grade or even like to a borderline above average grade and that's still thirty third. Overall, and he's going to get healthy, and I think that he definitely has a better season than he does last year. But it's just like I don't even think that most people think this. I think this is a no offense. I think this is a Ravens fan thing. Like there it are is. not a lot of people that are as high as you are on J.K. Dobbins, as you should be for okay. You know, it's okay. your team.
0: I th- I get it. I Ravens fans are very very high on J.K. Dobbins. You are very very low on J.K. Dobbins. I think the media is in the middle towards my side more than your side. Right. But people know about him and people know he's good. You just can't seem to come around on that.
1: Yeah. And his, so his rushing grade 78.2, like that's a good grade. Now this is also factoring in fullback. So we might need to take that out because the guy in front of him is a one Derek watt. And uh, it's a little unfair to him. But Derek Watt did have a better rushing grade on like nine snaps than J.K. Dobbins did last year, so just just something to think about. You know, would the Ravens rather? Who else is above him? Who Who else is above him? Well, and it's hard because if I filter it down like based on carries, I, he'd probably miss the cut because he only played about half the games yeah. last year. Okay. Yeah. So like, Etn, <laughs> Salvan Ahmed. James Cook, Cam Akers, Raheem Mostert, Saquon Barkley, Brian Robinson, Benny Snell, James Eno 20. Benjamin, Tuba Hubbard, Gus Edwards, Miles Sanders, Devin Singletary, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift, Kenny Walker, Cordero Patterson, Pierre Strong, Alexander Madison, Ramondre Stevenson. You get the point. I'm about 20 running backs up now. But I just – I don't know. I don't think I'll ever see it with Dobbins. If he surprises me, shit, because, you know, I've been – as about as outspoken as it gets, and that makes this and Ravens you, you'll, offense you, and even you'll better. Never, end, you'll never, hear I will never hear it. the end of it. I know, like I'm fully aware of that. Just the same way that you will never hear the end of it when George Pickens outproduces Justin Jefferson this year. Shout out Ryan Clark. All right, moving on to the offensive line, um, another very highly ranked group. This is the second group that they have ranked at sixth, and it is, you know. For good reason, one of the best in the NFL. You do have Ronnie Stanley who's on his way back to returning to form after he had a very similar J.K. Dobbins. Like, is he yeah. healthy? Is he not? For his, like, his TFF grade
0: might not show it, but yeah. he's still a really good pass blocker.
1: Yeah, actually, wasn't even one of the highest uh ranked offensive linemen on his team, was actually the lowest outside of the left guard spot. Uh, you get Tyler Linderbaum in the first round last year. That looks like it is a absolute hit. They uh, or two year Wait, no, yeah, last year traded Hollywood um, to get mm-hmm. that pick, and was the sixth greatest tenor per PFF last year in his rookie season. It's uh, be higher this year. breakout candidate? Could yeah, very well could be higher. You know, we've seen a rookie center in Creed Humphrey the year before Tyler Linderbaum come in and be an immediate impact for the Chiefs. Now looks like he's going to be one of the best centers in the NFL. Uh, Tyler Lunderbaum, looks like he's on his way there as well, was talked about as the best center prospect in X many years, and the Ravens get him towards the bottom of the draft. I think that's excellent by the Ravens to target a low-value position, but a very good player at it, especially late in the first round. Uh, then you also get Morgan Moses, who I remembered when they signed him. I was like, you've got to be kidding me, because they just keep Dude, getting okay. these Morgan Moses. Tackles.
0: Yeah, we we got to talk about Morgan Moses, at Go least ahead. for a little bit, because um pff war wins above replacement they had him at like i think it was top five like most valuable offensive lineman in the entire league last year naturally. and that's like we signed him for five million dollars a year year. (laughs) five million a year so eric i don't know how eric costa does it but he's he's a mastermind when it comes to this stuff
1: and he's able to find these guys. And another guy just like that is Kevin Zeitler, who they brought in last year for another similar valued contract. I believe it wasn't anything too expensive. Was, I'm yeah, I think sure it was, it was three years,
0: 30, 330. Okay,
1: so 10. I mean, that's like guard average, um, maybe yeah. a little bit above. But they got the seventh best guard in the NFL out of that last year, uh, playing at right guard for them coming from over from New York, right? Yeah, New York.
0: Um, pretty sure he was – I'm pretty sure this was – his second year with us. Wasn't was it really? Pretty sure. I, I might be completely wrong. I might be blanking on it.
1: We are a professional podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, year two. And I mean, even the year before so, that, graded out better than he did last year. And last year graded out of 74, which was good for seventh. So... Like that's just kind of crazy how offensive line versus running backs. You have a guard grading out at a seventy four, which ranked seventh, and a running back grading out at seventy six, with ranks like thirty third. Like that's just yeah. It's it's how the difference of like how many okay. running backs there are. I in the NFL. I
0: I I, re- I like to I reference PFF grades a lot, and I think that it's players very easy that to do have for offensive line, especially. Yeah, I th- I think that players that have really really high PFF grades, it's. You know they're they're really they they're obviously really really good, but you know some players obviously have low grades, doesn't necessarily mean they're bad. They can still be one of the best in the league. It's really. it's just it fluctuates a Great lot.
1: Glass half full guy, over here. It does,
0: look, dude. You look at Ben Powers last year. He was like the best pass blocking guard in the league, but ranked in the twenties, I think, or something. Yeah. So I mean overall, you, I mean you saw the contract he got. It was. Yeah, it was. We could never, we could have
1: never yeah, afforded that. Never, ever done that. You're just going to go find some, you know, middling veteran. Six round, or six gonna, round rookie. Either that or, yeah. It's going to be good. Here, here we go. Here we go. Ah, malai Sala. Mal, malai Sala. Malai Sala. Ah, Muvai Laulu. Lalu. Congratulations.
0: These uh, looked pretty so, good.
1: Yeah, sixth round guard. You're a little worried about that because he's a sixth round rookie and he's coming in to start here. Kind of means the Ben Cleveland thing's done, right? Like he's.
0: Yeah, I mean, you. you we all saw the uh, first play of the preseason game yeah. with uh, Jalen Carter. We all saw that. But overall, he didn't. Play, he he played good in that pre. Mm-hmm. He really did. He did play good. So it's. I wouldn't count him out just yet.
1: Yeah, I w- it's, it's
0: going to be an interesting.
1: Almost be surprised. Uh,
0: camp battle, but. Yeah, Who's the like other guy? There's the one other Simpson guy, that we, Sam Mustafer. Yeah.
1: Oh, and yeah, John. That Simpson. was the, I knew that was his name. Yeah,
0: we we signed Mustafer as a, like a backup center, but I think he could still play guard. But yeah, John Simpson. So we have a bunch of didn't, bodies that could play there.
1: Makari play guard or did he play center at some points? Or am I just like completely? He's
0: off played here? every single. He's played yeah. every position on the every single uh, one.
1: I'm surprised they haven't filled him in here. Cause I mean he's that if you're trying to get your best five on the field I feel like Makari is definitely one of the best five, and if he's played guard before, maybe they're just yeah. trying to see what they got. I've seen like even like some like people that are just trying to make content and be like, uh, before the season trades and Makari was like one of the options was like some team trading, uh, pick for Makari because he is deserving of a starting spot in the NFL. And if he's not going to start here, I think the Ravens should try and get value from him, even though you do have an injury. Yeah. There's no way we're going to get rid of him. Ronnie Stanley and an older tackle in Morgan Moses. So you need but that depth. We, and I understand that, but
0: the Ravens know all too well about how bad offensive line injuries can kill a yeah. season. There's, and there's so no way we're going to let that injuries. happen. Yeah.
1: Um, but this group, you know, you have the sixth ranked quarterback, um, right in the middle of the pack as far as playmakers go in a sixth-ranked offensive line that's going to produce a very good offense, and especially when I feel like 18th for their playmakers. And, again, we could definitely do that thing where we start counting out the groups of playmakers. But I feel like the Ravens could absolutely go higher because I feel like Bateman and Zay Flowers, I feel like you're kind of buying into the floor here with them. And, like, I don't know if the the general opinion, especially – So you had our playmakers at 18? Mm Mm-hmm. You can see who's. I sent you the thing. You can see who's in front of them.
0: It's despicable.
1: Well, this was this was in May, and we don't like do a whole like we'll adjust for like a big like we adjusted for the Jalen Ramsey injury. Um, we aren't going to adjust Falcons. Bijan, Bijan, Drake, and Kyle Pitts, dude. Come on. I know that they've got two clearing holes at the other wide receiver spots, but I, you know, I, that was largely weighted by me. Vikings. Because,
0: I know that's carried by Justin, Justin Jefferson.
1: Justin Jefferson, but, T.J. Hawkinson, Alexander Madison, Jordan Addison. It's a solid
0: group. Alexander Madison. Could he he's not good produce okay, J.K. Look, Dobbins? I pro- no. I promise you he is not going to be good. He, he averaged less than four yards carry last year. You know that? I know that.
1: They have Justin <laughs> Jefferson and T.J. Hawkinson, and I feel like that's kind of the tiebreaker. And, I mean, if Jordan Addison – I think there's definitely a world where Jordan Addison yeah, okay. is better Look, than I, I, I or Jose Flowers. The
0: Vikings, the Vikings playmaking core is better than the Ravens. I, I give you that. But what? 11 slots better? I don't think so.
1: This I think we may have done a little bit of adjustment, but we definitely did these rankings with Dalvin Cook still in the fold, and that may have been part of it, and maybe we didn't adjust. can't really fully remember. Funny story. Um. Actually, never mind, because I probably... We're recording this before the uh, sixth-ranked team. Can't say who it is. Well, technically, I can say who it is, because this is already... So, the Bills were the last episode, and we'll probably talk about You have us
0: ranked above the Bills?
1: Yes, that was ranked. So, for those that didn't watch the Bills episode, Tyler had the Bills at 15th which is the reason mainly why this is happening. I had the Bills in front of the Ravens. I mean, I had the Ravens at fourth, Can't have the Ravens at fourth, but we, I'm pretty sure all of us had the Bills in front of the Ravens, except for Tyler. Um, and honestly, we haven't recorded the Bills episode yet. I kinda wanna have Tyler on for that episode, cause I- You need to. That's gonna, you absolutely that's need to. That's gonna garner a lot of views. <laughs> um, but, let's, uh, but my main point was that we, um, we recorded the Jets episode, um, and I said, quote, the fact that it's been two weeks and it hasn't happened yet to me means that the Dalvin cook deal is dead. And two to three hours later he signed with the Jets. So that was, uh,
0: yeah, that, that broke my heart that as was a awesome. Reese hall fantasy winner.
1: as a Dalvin cook owner brothers hurts. All right. Front <laughs> seven. Um, this group's going to rank at 17th here. It is obviously led by the linebacker duo with Roquan Smith, who was a midseason acquisition last year, and former first round pick Patrick Queen, who took a big step up in his play once Roquan Smith arrived and was able to have Patrick Queen kind of be the second linebacker here. But outside of that, you don't really have a whole lot of names. They did bring in Jadavian Clowney today, who is definitely the biggest name. You don't have. Okay. You don't have a lot of names. I'm tired of the, the Matabee
0: Gay disrespect. Dude, <sighs> Justin Matabee Gay. Is, it's not a big name, uh, dude.
1: He's a pr- pro- I promise you, he name. is he could very, very, well be, very good. Could very well be a big name by the end of the season, but at this point in time, you know, he was also a candidate for uh, breakout candidates. I just, we both liked the Jabbo in the draft process last year. Um, I had him mocked to the Ravens at multiple points, and then tears his Achilles in the first round. Naturally, yeah, in the first round, naturally falls right to them 14. at fourteen. I remember going up to you at work and being like you don't know what it's like to never get the player that you want. Like you always get the player that you want. And then like six picks later, George Pickens, who was my wide receiver two in that class. And you know, my pride and joy gets picked by us. And I was like, okay, we're good. I'm, I'm good. Um, but you have David Ojabo here. You also have Odafe Owe here as well. Um, Tyus Bowser, who I feel like he's been here for roughly ever. Um, and then front three, you got Matt Abike, who I'm sure you're going to wax poetic about for at least 10 minutes. Uh, Michael Absolutely. Pierce and Broderick Washington. And like I mentioned, you also added. Broderick Washington's Clowney. good. He yeah, recently you recently extended. Clowney here I do. Like, Just go ahead and take it away on the front seven. I do,
0: I, do, I do like the the Broderick Washington extension, although I don't know about the value of, in it because I would much rather keep Matt Abike. I'm sure he's going to be a lot more expensive because you got all these like Especially interior the defensive linemen getting yeah. like 15 a year. Like I forget what is his name. His last name's Allen. So I'm pretty sure he signed with the Broncos last year Zach for like fifteen Allen. a year. Yeah, Zach Allen, fifteen it was, a year. It
1: was Thirteen or fifteen, something like that.
0: I'm really worried that he that B K is not going to be on the Ravens next year cause he, I, yeah, dude, because I, he is, dude. He is so just, good.
1: The thing is, it's taken him so long to get here. Like you wish, obviously, you know, he was a second round pick. You don't expect him to burst on the scene, but since he was a second round pick, he doesn't get the fifth year option. Was, and by the time he's developed, he
0: was either the third or fourth round, but.
1: Okay, but he, he doesn't. Regardless, yeah. he doesn't get
0: the. He, he he doesn't grade out that well on PFF because I'm looking at it right now. But he just he has these splash plays where he just completely blows up the entirety yeah. of it. And you've been
1: like, to your credit, you've been talking about Matibbeke since his rookie year. I mean, granted. Yeah, yeah like that he's, that been doing, he's been doing. He's been doing this. But
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, he's been doing this the whole time. It's just It's just consistency. He's get. He's slowly getting there. But
1: I mean, I love it. Definitely excited about him. The only problem is long term. You know he's got one year left on his deal. Especially with the IDL market going up, and you have Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, Ronnie Stanley, Roquan Smith, Marcus Williams, Marlon Humphrey. You've got all these big contracts on your. You also are gonna next year have to make a decision on Patrick Queen, um, as well.
0: No, well, yeah, this is his last. Because well, he was in the same week, class when so yeah. he was a first round. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he got traded before the Yeah, deadline. he was a big trade. I, I really wish he doesn't. I, I hope he doesn't.
1: Well, I also but, think it's going to depend on where you're at in your season. Like if you guys, are it, yeah, it four really four depends on how that. good he. Like,
0: because the the better he is, the more unlikely it is that we're going to trade him. Because odds are that we'll just get you know either a second or third round pick. And if he ends up being really good, then he'll probably sign for you know 17, 18 a year, and we'll get that same value in a comp pick.
1: Jesus Christ, so, man. 17, 18 a year—that's like top five line, inside linebacker. Tremaine
0: Edmonds got that with the Bears,
1: and I they're that similar
0: stupid. players. <laughs> it, yes, and somebody out. The teams are stupid at at times.
1: Teams are stupid, but very. I think the and the Bears is obviously a conversation for another day. But I think the Bears were a. I thought the Bears offseason was just, was an absolute disaster. Like they. Oh, yeah. With the assets, they had the number one pick. They had the most salary cap space that we've seen come into a free agency period in like four or five years. They spent um, a good portion of it on linebackers, and then they drafted uh, a tackle. Zero. Who I thought defensive was a late first round pick. You have no pass rush. You then traded away Roquan Smith to go pay that same amount of money to linebackers again. Like, I remember when they traded the Roquan Smith, you guys, I was like, great. You know, you aren't going to be good for a while. You don't need a good linebacker right now. You can't afford, like, you can't afford to pay him, but you shouldn't be. Good job. And then they go and sign two linebackers. Go right, go right out
0: and sign another linebacker. Jesus. like Two linebackers.
1: Uh, uh, and the, anyway.
0: what is it, TJ Edwards, I think. He's probably better than Jermaine Edmonds for a third of the there, price. Uh, yeah, I so. was about to
1: say. Um but this edge rushers, you don't have an alpha here. Uh, and I, that's kind of the problem. Like, they still ranked, I believe it was either 17th or 16th in uh, pass rush last year. And you're returning a lot of the same guys. You're adding Clowney in here as well. But you're also really well, adding Ajabo in here as well because he only played, like, a game and a half.
0: Not even Justin bad. Houston departure is going to yeah, really hurt, gonna hurt us a lot. Do you think Clowney cause... can fill that in? No, absolutely not. No. That, dude, Justin Houston he was, was good. so good. He
1: What did he finish he... with, like, Nine, ten sacks, something like that.
0: I think it was nine, but he didn't play that many snaps. His pressure rate was insane. It was like it was top five in the league.
1: Well, I can definitely so, see them like, doing something similar with Clowney here. Just keep him fresh, put him in on rundowns and stuff like that. But he's not going to. He's not like similar. Yeah, Clowney is more of a different role, run
0: fit guy. Yeah. And
1: so to, I mean, you're not send him out there. On
0: top. is going to be the one that's going to be asked to fill that role from Justin Houston. And I don't know how well he's going to be able to do it. I mean, I, I'm very optimistic about him. Who do you think but, the
1: best edge player is this time next year? Who do you think the best edge player is among this group?
0: It depends. Like if if a job takes a step, then it's obviously going to be a Jabo But right now it's Oway or Bowser and B- Bowser's underrated. Bowser's really yeah, good.
1: I agree. Like I, you're not super excited about him, but like, I, I feel confident in the Ravens' ability to generate pressure, you know, even without superstar edge rushers. They did have Justin Houston last year who kind of kinda of played like a borderline star last year, even though I mean I borderline. guess his name <sighs> All right. Um, borderline Pro Bowler. Yeah, definitely. I mean he produced like that. So credit should
0: he should have made the Pro Bowl.
1: At I'm honestly surprised dude, so he didn't good. if you know when Tyler made the pro out here, you know, I feel like Yeah, I don't
0: I don't even I still don't know how that happened.
1: Um. Yeah, but that pretty much does it for the front seven. Unless you have anything else you want to mention, I know we didn't really cover Ojabo or. Oway. Can't
0: we? We can't forget about Travis Jones. I think he's oh, going right, to take a big, yeah. big, big step this year.
1: Completely forgot that he's here.
0: Second,
1: was he a second? Was he a second yeah, he was or in the third, third? And I was like, what third the round hell? Pick. Because yeah, third round. Like the day of the draft, people third, were like, "Yeah, he's yep. probably one in the first round." Like most people were. He was in the bottom of the first round, but most people were saying he's a first round player. And you guys get him at pick 76. Like, I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, of course, of course they do. Like, just
0: get four first-round talents.
1: This, yeah, that would be really
0: one draft, it's great. It's the same
1: it. way that, I like, a lot of people feel about the Eagles, where they're just like, they just do, like, the simple thing. They just draft the good player, and everybody praises them for it. And, like, 60% of the time it works out, so it looks great. Like, that's how I felt about you all for so long. It was just like, you just make this, like, you trade a sixth-round pick for Calais Campbell, and he gives you like 4 years of really good defensive line play and I'm like I don't, I don't I'm understand. surprised he's still in the league. Me too. I mean, I'm I, I don't I don't, really know. I don't even know why you, you guys like
0: yeah, I know. Why spend your twilight years your, your post twilight years in Atlanta? It doesn't make I don't, just just B-Jun. retire. I don't get it. I don't get it.
1: He wants to play with Bijan. All right, moving on to the secondary here and it's going to look a little bit different in week one, maybe week two, week three. Uh, Marlon Humphrey did get surgery, correct, on f- yes. foot?
0: Right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, sure. So he's going to miss like the week, first week or two, maybe even three. So for the first couple of weeks, this, at least the cornerback room, could definitely be a bit of a problem. You do have Ronald Darby here who also feels like he's been in league, he's come, uh,
0: pr- it's Pretty sure he's coming off a torn ACL.
1: He feels like the Kyle Pretty Fuller sure. signing. Like, he feels almost exactly like the Kyle Fuller signing. Like, was a very solid, but not like fantastic corner in the NFL for like yeah. five or six years. The Ravens bring well, him towards the end here.
0: He was really good, like, first five years, but he tailored off very quickly. Yeah. So
1: I feel like Kyle Fuller's peak was better than Ronald Darby's, though. I feel like Ronald Darby's just lasted longer. Yeah.
0: But, uh, tell me about healthy, Arthur Millette. So I need I'll, I'll let you finish, but I need to let know me, about
1: Arthur Millett. let me pray for you brother he's uh he's not very good like um it I don't so. think that he's gonna be a big impact here. I would honestly i mean you don't really have a guy that's gonna play the slot like armor Davis probably not gonna play the slot I don't think darby's gonna play the slot at this point, so he's gonna start and um good luck because he was <sighs> He's probably like the second or third best corner on those really, really deprived of talent cornerback rooms that we had for those few years. Like, you know, I feel about Akilah Witherspoon. I think he was probably better than him, but like Arthur Millette was right in the mix with James Pierre and guys like that, that aren't on most NFL rosters. Um, They started for us. So that's fun. Um, I mean, like you're going to be mad at Arthur Millette a couple times this year, Um, but you do bring in Rocky Sin here as well. Uh, was kind of like the replacement for Marcus Peters. I'm pretty sure you called this signing about a month and a half in advance of it happening because yeah. the Rocky Sin signing was a little bit later in the free agency process. You also have Jalen Armour-Davis here as well. was a second or third-round pick last year. Fourth-round pick. Oh, yeah. Two right. years. I mocked, uh, yeah, yeah. I mocked him nice. in the second round to the Ravens. That's why I was thinking that. You know, you got him. In the first.
0: Yeah. yeah. It, it um, happens.
1: He wasn't very good last year. Um, like He was hurt. He was hurt, and he—he's he very athletic. He played the, the first three games. Tall, lengthy like guy. Yeah, like, and he went. You know, I, I hate to sound too, uh, just generalizing here, but he did go to Alabama. So there's there's something there. Former four star, mm-hmm. not a former five star. Um, but in this safety room, you probably have one of the two or three best duos in the NFL, if not the best. I think you know you're talking about Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. That's After really that, it. that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um Yeah, that's definitely it. Um Kyle Hamilton though did play a majority of his snaps last year at slot corner, so that in could be slot, a thing yeah. again so, this year. Do you it'll, think it'll that, be, that happens again? I don't know. I kinda
0: I think it'll be split up, but he's he's obviously gonna play more deep safety. So I am yeah in, interested on how that's played, gonna pan out.
1: I think he played like 90 snaps at uh free safety last year like 110 in the box and then like 300 in the slot corner so
0: yeah and then most of those deep safety snaps probably came in the first couple weeks when everyone thought he sucked
1: yeah but so despite that he graded out at the number as the number one safety in the nfl last year as a rookie which you've you know again got to be very excited about we put him as a breakout candidate which is kind of hard to do when you're already Technically, number one guy or played like the number one guy last year, but now that he'll be able to be finding a bit more of a home um, at deep safety, could see some improvement from him. You also have Marcus Williams here as well, who is more of your traditional free safety. He missed a couple of games. Marcus Williams was. He missed. Yeah, he missed six, quite a few or, games six or
0: seven year. games. Yeah. Maybe more than that. But he was on pace for an incredible he, season. I, I remember he started he, he out had, really like, well. Yeah, he had. What and I was pretty three pissed. picks in the first four games? Maybe yeah. something like that. I remember like that Dolphins game. He could have had. The he had two picks in the Dolphins game. He could have had three, but he dropped it. I was really uh, upset yeah. about that because he he dropped the easy one and That's caught what the. I remember. Like yeah, in, impossible one, but he was on pace for you know an All Pro season, I think. But yeah, Misses broke his wrist
1: six through thirteen. There's bye week in there somewhere, but. <laughs> Yeah, only played in 10 games last year. Um, and if you can get him back, like we said, this is going to be one of the best safety duos in the NFL with a top 10, top 12 corner. Do you think Marlon Humphrey's getting a little underrated, or do you think that having him still. Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's Marlon think... Humphrey
1: is really, he's still really good.
0: He hasn't, he is known
1: for like punching the ball out,
0: and he hasn't done that that much because mm-hmm. we haven't ran that much press man coverage in the last he's couple of years. Opportunities. Yeah. So, you know. He doesn't get all the social media highlight videos that he used to, but he's still really good, and he doesn't get as many uh, defensive pass interference calls 40 yards down the field as he used to. So I am excited. I am happy about that. He has kind of phased that out of
1: his play style. Um, Yeah, I mean, I still think he's definitely like top 12, top 10, somewhere in that you know corner bounces back and forth from year to year. Like you can even see it in his grade 70, 73, 78, 69, 76, 65, 76. Like you just, it kind of fluctuates. You have a good year. Like let's my like primary example of this is Xavier Howard in 2020 had like, was the best corner in the NFL for that year. And since then, like a it's le- been 10 or 11 absolute, picks, yeah, I think he only had one last year or something. Disaster. Um, and people will still put him in the top 10, top 12 for corners because of that one season he had three years ago. And I'm a victim of, or not a victim, what a... I'm guilty of doing this myself because I do it all the time with Trey White. I love Trey White, but really hasn't been as good as he was, I believe, in that same 2020 season. Um, But I love Trey White to me. Um, But yeah, this is their third ranked group that ranked at sixth uh, with the quarterbacks and the offensive line, so another going to be a strength of this defense as well so we're going to move on to the coaching staff where they rank at ninth. Um, they were actually tied with um, Pete Carroll and the Seahawks but I gave the uh, tiebreaker to a Super Bowl win and a Super Bowl appearance versus John's just uh, they've. Really? I mean John Harbaugh has had a couple more losing seasons than Pete Carroll has in Seattle in fact I mean, That's Seattle's maybe had, like, two since he got there, and I think they arrived around the same time. I think Pete Carroll was, like, two or three years behind Harbaugh. Um, but, you know, 11 winning seasons and 15 seasons uh, for John Harbaugh, like, doesn't get the same hype that a certain Mike Tomlin gets. But, you know, um, still pretty good, you know, pretty serviceable, I guess.
0: Dude, you ask anyone, top five head coaches, Harbaugh and Tomlin are back-to-back pretty much every time. It's, so – Right. It doesn't so matter we, which one you have first, but
1: we don't have the top two revealed. But third is Bill Belichick. We have fourth, Mike Tomlin.
0: Third, dude, I, I do think Bill Belichick starting to be exposed as not one of the dude, great coaches that everyone thinks team. he is. They
1: were the number one defense last year. Yeah,
0: he, yeah, but he hasn't done anything without Tom Brady. It, I'm not. He hasn't really had any quarterback play.
1: That's the thing. But, is like what he's supposed you know, to do and what he like what people thought he would do he's done this defense has been phenomenal since I, I, Brady left. i'm not i'm not i'm not trying to hit on bill belichick
0: i think I, I do think he is one of the greatest coaches of all time but if, if he if he is no i think andy Reid is probably the greatest head coach of all time wow. really but
1: i think you're gonna need to if, see if, more rings. if bill belichick
0: doesn't if he doesn't make at least one more deep playoff push in his career I think you kind of have to start having a conversation.
1: I mean, has Andy Reid, like Andy Reid has had Patrick Mahomes and we'll see. I don't know if Andy Reid will play or Patrick Mahomes will play for 20 years and, you know, have that kind of success. And I guess we'll see on that. Um, But Andy Reid has two Super Bowls. Belichick has six. Belichick had Tom Brady, but, you know, Andy Reid does have Mahomes. He doesn't had him for as long and that's kind of the thing. But, I think it'll be. We won't be able to make that decision. Andy, I think until Andy, Andy
0: Reid, Reid will retires. probably get there. He, he will, will probably to, get the same at least me, two more.
1: The same argument that you make about Bill Belichick and Tom Brady is the same argument that you can make about Andy Reid having Patrick Mahomes and even with those Eagles teams he had. Vic yes, and but, had McNabb.
0: Look, I forget what the winning percentages is, but it's Belichick's close, like sub fifty percent without Tom Brady, and. What? Well, Andy Andy Reeves like eighty percent with Mahomes. I think he's still like sixty yeah, percent. but again, without him,
1: Mc, McNabb was like a top eight quarterback in the NFL. Uh, yes, yeah, so he he has back. had he like a top ish quarterback. Good when quarterbacks. Brady wasn't there for New England. It was Matt Castle, Brian Hoyer, Mac Jones, Garoppolo. For four percent. games, four games of Garoppolo. Yeah. Back to John Harbaugh though, but we do have Tomlin at four. We have um. For all the people reading or that can't see i guess um and you i guess sean payton brian dayball uh sean mcveigh and then pete carroll and then john harbaugh i definitely hear you out if you thought the Dayball's too high but i think that we are all bought into the culture that he's got there plus the offensive stuff i mean he that team is not good and they won nine games nope. last year so like if there's a reason why you're high on the giants it's because of that but The other big change here, and I think that that may be a little bit of the reason for the skepticism here in Baltimore, not really skepticism, but just like kind of holding back is because there's an offensive coordinator change. A lot of people are projecting it to be a good one with Todd Munkin coming in here to replace Greg Roman. It's been like one of the bigger talks, especially among Ravens fans and, you know, around the Ravens has been the more pass-centric offense that's going to be coming in here. Greg Roman is now out of the building, going to be a lot less running the ball, a lot more throwing of the ball. And... It's really going to be a testament to how good Lamar is, is if he can thrive in this high-powered, passing-level offense, or if he isn't as good, then I think the haters are really, really going to come out He
0: he, he ran a pro-style offense at Louisville. Mm-hmm. And I think he's proven on more than one occasion that he, he's capable of it in the NFL. He's got to give him a chance of, to do it. So... I, I got pretty high expectations for our offense this year, and I think deservedly so because if our offense is like middle of the pack, then we're going to be in for a rough season because I don't think the defense yeah. is going to well, be as good as it was last year.
1: Also, this is the best surrounding offense that the Ravens have had in a very long time. Like this is the best wide receiver room that the Ravens have had since they became the Ravens, and I don't even know if it's close. Like there's two guys well, on here. Super Bowl year. Bolden and Torrey Smith. Jacoby Jones is a kick returner. Um not for us, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, for like those four throws a game where he was streaking down the sideline, but I digress. Steelers, I will not I will not hate on Steelers Legend Jacoby Jones. Um I don't know, I still think that this, especially with how we feel about, say, Flowers, I think this could definitely be better than that year. And also add Mark Andrews in there. Dennis Pitta was great, good. Mark Andrews is great, um, and the offensive line still very good as well. So you have really high expectations for this offense, rightfully so, because the you know the, the training wheels per se are off, like being a running team all the time, and you know it felt like this offense was dumbed down for a little bit, and that helped Lamar in the early stages of his career to help develop as a player. But now it's just like. You know, it pushed him up to the point where he is. But it's hard to get him to the next level when they kept running this offense over and over again. And I, I'm like, I'm more excited about the Ravens' offense, obviously this year, with uh, the play-calling change as well as the playmakers in here as well. Uh, then you also have on the defensive side of the ball, you got Mike McDonald here, really screwing me up with the Mike McDaniel. Very, like, very, damn, very, me up very
0: good. There first
1: season yeah and he was as coordinator because he was yeah he was yeah. with the he was with the ravens before but then he went yeah, he to was michigan there for one year six years came was back. In dc and michigan comes into baltimore here um and really you know didn't really skip a beat from losing wink to new york or firing wink i guess is more of a fair term but like fired. i fired yeah, uh, I don't think the uh, I don't think the Ravens really skipped a beat last year. You saw a lot of the same stuff where they manufacture pressure with guys that aren't like fantastic pass rushers. Secondary was good when everybody was healthy. I mean, you're not really losing anything in you know whether you want to call it a downgrade or not. You, I definitely think that he's one of the better defensive coordinators in the NFL. You're not really losing anything with him there.
0: Absolutely, Mike McDonald is very good it might not be as good of a defense this year, but that, I don't think that's going to be on him. That's probably going to be more on the personnel, but yeah. I, defense should be fine.
1: Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I've never walked into a season. I mean, at least walked into a season worried about a Ravens defense. Like
0: no,
1: I've been worried about them mid season when everybody is injured and when everyone's and, hurt. Uh, yeah.
0: It's fun. Yeah. It's fun times. Yeah. Uh,
1: who is the corner that you all are running out there? Like, I think it was 2021,
0: dude. Was I don't the, even know when we were doubling I mean, Devontae Adams in, in the goal anymore. line.
1: <laughs> but no, I oh can't yeah, his name is going to bother me. All right, let's move on to the schedule. Which strength of schedule? It they better not be
0: Daryl Worley because he's still on the roster. No, but it, it wasn't him. Been Darryl Worley.
1: <sighs> was it Brandon Stevens?
0: Dude, okay, Ravens fans, they don't like Brandon Stevens. I, it I was 2021, okay. I know that, but
1: it was like an absolute shit show whenever he was on the field. But schedule, 21st strength of schedule, the over-under, uh, I looked at three books. Two of them had them at 10.5 wins, so that's what we went with here. That's There's only, I think, four teams in the NFL that have a 10.5 win mark, or 10.5 wins or higher. Um, and you know, for the people that think that the Ravens are a little bit too high at 5, Vegas doesn't think so. Even in a loaded AFC North In a loaded AFC, to think that they can the line is accurate at ten and a half wins, I think that speaks to how good they could be here. Um, Looking at the schedule, what are your thoughts on that ten and a half win line?
0: I think it's it's fair. I mean, I I mean, what are the Bengals at? They're probably like eleven. They're at eleven. They they might also they might also be ten and a half. Like
1: the the Eagles and Chiefs also at eleven. I think the highest was eleven and a half.
0: yeah, so I, it's fair because Vegas always usually kind of low-balls teams. They don't really have teams that are always like 12.5, 13.5 wins.
1: Yeah, Casey's at 11.5. You, you don't and see half. that very often. So Casey's at 11.5. The Eagles are at 11.5. Uh, Bengals are at And if anyone and thinks
0: the Chiefs are going to go, what, 11-6? and six? Come on. They're going yeah, to do better That's than a that. Patrick
1: Mahomes injury.
0: Or yeah, and that's the highest win total bet on – on the market so yeah i think it's it's fair yeah
1: and And i i
0: I would say we're probably going to go over just okay as an optimistic ravens fan obviously i think they
1: want of course um i think so they won 10 games last year missing lamar for the last four or five games um they also didn't they start they started like three and three 'Cause they blew yeah, like we, three ten points. We lost leads. a lot
0: of we lost a lot of games in the early yeah, season. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, fluke shit that we shouldn't to have. them.
1: Um, but like for the first three quarters of every game, they looked fantastic. It was just like half of the games for the first half of the season, the second half was like a disaster. Like the the, the Giants game comes oh, yeah. to mind. I can't I think it was the Browns in one of those games. It was like raining, bad weather, and no,
0: it was all, Dolphins.
1: Bills, know, the, the one Giants.
0: Is dude, thought, oh, dude, I want to kill myself. Same thing with the Bills game, because we were we were killing them and then we just stopped. Yeah. And I I don't know what to think about that. That
1: was
0: fun. Um, there I think there was one more. The Jags. That's four. I don't think we I don't think we did that with the Browns. Want to say know. we maybe did.
1: I'm, maybe you all. cuz I mean, obviously you played them twice. Um, so maybe you all won. Maybe that was like the first close game that you guys won of the season. I can't really remember. But so I'm looking at the schedule. The AFC North does play the AFC South this year. So for the Ravens, you got to imagine that's at least three wins um, right there wins. among those four Should teams. Be. You do have Jacksonville on the road, so I think that's probably the loss there. Um, you also get the NFC West, so that means you're playing the Niners, Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals. I think you're winning two, if not three, of those two, games. Yeah. Um, and then you're playing the second place, uh, second place team in each of the divisions, which was the Dolphins and Chargers, and then the AFC North for these those other games. And then your one extra game is the Lions. So that'll be, I mean, it's in Baltimore. That'll be a fun game to watch. That that will be. I think that'll that'll be a very fun game to watch. That's probably the game that I'm targeting for that week, off the top of my head. But you say over. I think I'm going to go over as well, especially, like I said, this team won 10 games last year with a lot of different problems happening. Uh, it's really improvements, especially on offense with the playmakers, big upgrades there. If you can get a fully healthy season from Lamar, I think this is 100% an 11 win team. All right. So let's wrap it up with the rankings recap. Uh, we do have the Ravens at fifth. If you missed the intro, i uh, off for the offense, we have them at 8th, and then for the defense, we have them at 8th. And again, I say this every time there's this weird math here. The offense is 8th, the defense is 8th, the coaching staff is ninth. Just a lot of people would wonder how that comes <laughs> out to the 5th-ranked team. Just kind of how it happens, you know. Sometimes a guy uh, ranks the Bills at 15th, and some other teams move up as a result of it. Um, then, so, just real quickly, Let's offense fired. <laughs> offense at 8th. Yeah, I'll cut his pay. Uh, offense yeah. at eighth. How do you feel about that?
0: I like to hear it. Yeah. I mean, with with our offensive coordinator not even playing or calling a single season yet, I'm happy with it.
1: Yeah. And so then defense. At, we'll see.
0: Defense at eighth. Well. Personnel wise, yeah. Personnel wise, offense is good at eighth. I just don't know about the coaching. We'll see. I'm optimistic. And health. That's defense? another
1: thing you have to, yes. for offense. You have to take that into account with Lamar and almost all of the playmakers and Ronnie Stanley, like six of the eleven most important players on the offense have had injury troubles. Like that's something you gotta keep in the back of your mind, especially when you're putting like if you're putting money down on the Ravens, like that's something you need to be thinking about.
0: Yeah, hopefully TJ Watt doesn't snap Ronnie Stanley's ankle in half again.
1: Yeah, that would be awful.
0: Wouldn't it? I'm sure you think so.
1: No, it didn't happen. He takes didn't him out that. for three years. That. He didn't do that. <laughs> It's fabricated. God. defensive ranking, eighth. How are we feeling?
0: Oh, I think it's more than good. I mean, with the personnel that we have, you would think it would be lower.
1: I was about to say, do you the, think? The, are you saying that because you're like, oh, cool, eighth? I didn't expect yeah. that. Or like, do you like, if you were ranking them, do you think eighth is too high?
0: No, look, our defense was in very, very good last year, and I don't think the departure of Marcus Peters is going to be that hurtful well, no. yeah. because Rockison, you know, should. Not, he's not they're, they're different players with different play styles, but they should have a similar impact. So, really, the only question mark personnel-wise would be Justin Houston leaving, and we have players that can step up and develop, and you know, obviously Jadavian Clowney that we brought in. So, personnel-wise, probably lower than eighth, but I obviously they're going to play better than that. So yeah, I think eighth that's, is fair.
1: That's why I had them higher. Uh, because they always just seem to play better than the personnel that they have. You know, the front seven always seems to generate pressure, to f- despite the fact that you all haven't had like a true number one edge player since like Terrell Suggs, if I'm not mistaken here. Um, let
0: Judon go. Let Darius Smith go, yeah, who was Judon. supposed to come back last year.
1: Yeah, that and that was backed a fun out one. of that. That was a fun one. Um, glad that that happened. Now he's playing in the AFC North, which sucks for both of us. So. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think
0: Miles Garrett.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's no TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, don't get me wrong, but um, just saying. All right, championship window. We do have it as open, but I also put that it's closing because I think with the contract situations that are here, I think there are going to be some tough decisions that are going to need to be made throughout the next year or two. You know, I can't like say this is, we haven't had a team that's like got the championship window open indefinitely. but you're gonna to have to probably. Indepin- make them, you don't have the Chiefs. Like, indefin- we haven't had them. Shut up! We haven't had them released revealed <laughs> yet. Um, they are. It is open right now. But I think you're gonna to have to maybe make some tough decisions on a guy like Marlon Humphrey, on a guy like Ronnie yeah. Stanley. You're gonna lose. I, I think Beckham. Marlon
0: Humphrey is probably gonna end his career with the Ravens. I, I, I think I feel so too. About what, a,
1: what about Stanley though? Because I think you. I,
0: I I don't I don't think so. I mean, it depends on the type of contract that we're when able to offer when, when does aspires? his contract expire i think it's i think he's got at least two years on left but i don't know it's gonna be it's gonna be something it's gonna be interesting to see what we do with Ronnie stanley because we do need to figure out what to do with a tackle. because morgan moses is not getting any younger yeah and that's he's the other not thing gonna is... be the long-term plan same
1: thing with Zeitler as well. I mean, I know that it's a guard and it's a little bit less valuable, but you're going to have to make some tough decisions, especially now with your quarterback taking up 20% of your salary cap or 25% of your salary cap. You, you've you got to really pick and choose your spots. And I think Roquan Smith's a phenomenal player, but as far as when you're building a team, I don't know if paying a linebacker at the top of the market. I mean, Fred Warner's a little bit different. I think than he's worth it.
0: I think I think he's worth it. I, I think that's – they're similar I think, players. I think Fred
1: Warner's th- in a tier of his own, to be honest with you.
0: I, do, I, I don't. I don't.
1: I don't. think. I think. I think Fred Warner's better, like but I think Fred there. Warner's better, but Roquan is in the same tier.
0: Because when he was in Chicago, he had zero defensive linemen.
1: Well, that's in front yeah, that's him the other help thing, him. and that's why and the that Roquan. Fred team.
0: Warner's got Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw. No, not not Javon Kinlaw. Say, I mean, Christ Christ they they have Javon Kinlaw, but um. Javon Hargrave. Yes, Hargrave. The other Javon similar yes similar play styles There's but he they, they have they had, they had insanely good defensive linemen in front of them so obviously that's I mean that's why dre Greenlaw is also looking really good it's linebackers line, playing linebacker for the 49ers is a it's is not it an easy not, job but it's not the hardest I understand job that in, in that you
1: guys I understand that you guys are going to scheme up a lot of pressure but is it not a similar situation here I think the the secondary is the main difference. Is that he can, but like yeah, we don't have what, we, names we do have. have in I the mean front, the pass rush. I mean I, it's it's better than Chicago's. Don't get me wrong. Yeah,
0: okay, yeah. We don't have big names, but they our they small produce. names play good. Yeah, our small produce. names play good.
1: Um, like
0: Madibike, mm-hmm. who's going to be so good. Project Washington, yeah, Project Washington, who got extended. He's going to be good. Michael Pierce coming back, looked very very good for that one game that he played last year. He's coming back, Ravens legend. Uh, Travis Jones,
1: and then Jabu, Odafe, Clowney, Tyus Bowser. Like, yeah,
0: obviously the ed- edge guys. It's no but... San
1: Francisco. Don't get me wrong, but like, really, like when you break it down as far as personnel, when you, we if we did like a actual like pass rush like front three plus your two edge rushers ranking, I think the Ravens are probably in the bottom eight just because of the you know players that are there. Um, but Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen is your two linebackers. Like I think Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith are your two best players in the front seven. They're both playing a linebacker, so that really helped had to push them eight. up to seventeenth uh, in the front I'm seven. I'm not gonna stop talking about them. I know, um, but it's kind of hard to like quantify a championship window and like because anything could happen in the next two years. I mean, we thought, you know, we thought the Chiefs' championship window was closing after last year when they let Tyree Hill go and they won a Super Bowl. So you know who really knows anything here but i think open closing soon uh we did the same thing with buffalo and i think we did the same thing with the chargers as well because it just kind of feels like you know the bills especially it's been like the last few years they just keep giving they keep taking shots at it and they're just coming up a little bit short like they're mostly yeah. healthy heading into the playoffs i know they had a little, couple injuries that uh impacted their team last year but like that Just like Josh Allen's there, Stephon Diggs is there, all these guys there and they're just losing like flat out. Um, And then the Chargers, same thing. They also have the same like contract situation with the quarterbacks where you've really got to start, you know, hitting on your draft picks and stuff like that to build the roster out because you're not going to be able to do that through free agency or through trading. Um, But I think the Ravens have one to two years left. Uh, You're like, I think most of this, most of your core pieces are going to be on the roster next season. Uh, But after that, then, you know we maybe start seeing this roster getting picked apart a little bit yeah but yeah i think that's all we got for today unless you have any like closing thoughts are you gonna make like a super no, bowl prediction need- like who they're gonna play in the super bowl or
0: i'm not gonna say we're going to the super bowl i mean obviously i would i would absolutely love for that to happen
1: what do you what do you what would you call a success of a season for the ravens this year
0: I'd probably like one playoff win, but I'm, optimistically, I'd probably say like the AFC championship at mm-hmm. least. So that that'd be a successful season.
1: And but, again, with know, the, obviously,
0: the, the ultimate goal is Super Bowl. So
1: yeah, and with the AFC as loaded as it is, like there's a world where as good as we have them at fifth, yeah, like, there, if they win, there's one there's a world where game, one
0: that's yeah. like that's basically the AFC championship. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like it could like the matchup in and of itself.
1: Yeah, you could very well be playing if if they end up fulfilling this as the fifth best team, you know, we a- yeah, have... like the a-
0: the AFC playoff is going to be four straight championship games pretty much. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's going to be it's, it's, it's going to be ridiculous. really fun to watch too. Like we're going to see a lot of very good football. Like if we do end up getting the seven best teams in the AFC and there's no like imposter team in there and we get like the real seven best in the a- don't even smile at me. Um um like it's going to be very fun to watch, but yeah, I think I think one playoff win. I'd honestly put it in an AFC Championship, especially with all the hype that's coming into the season for the Ravens. I think that an AFC Championship appearance will be considered a success because I think you know I think this is. I don't think they're going to have the one seed just because the North is going to no. be a disaster. And, I mean, it'd be you know, even. It'd be cool,
0: but probably not. Yeah,
1: yeah, like you would have to have a lot of things go right for that to happen. I mean, you've even still got the Chiefs and the Bills and all these other teams in there as well. But that means you're going to be playing in the wild card round and a second round exit. To me, just kind of feels like, well, we've, you know the Ravens haven't made it past there. Lamar hasn't made it past the second round yet, and, you know, I want to see them take a step. I don't want to, I don't want to see them take a step. But as a Ravens fan, you would want them to take a step, and yeah. that would be considered a success for me. So I think it would be AFC Championship or bust uh, for Baltimore, which is really unfortunate when you're talking about the fifth best team in the NFL. But that's just the current climate yeah. of the AFC, you know. I feel it as much as anybody. I think the Steelers would be like a top 12 team if they were playing the NFC, but they're not. My life sucks. All right. Uh, We're (laughs) going to get out of here. Do the whole like, comment, subscribe thing. Um, Really appreciate all the support in the Chargers video. Again, I'm sure we probably are going to stress that in the Bills video that you've already seen, hopefully. Um, But, yeah, thanks for all the support and keep it up. Uh, All the new subscribers, we're glad to have you. Yeah, we're going to get out of here. Peace.